Hey, hey, hey. This week, we talk about trade deadline and our candidates for who's going to be traded. Enjoy. Welcome to Floor Generals, the show where we attempt to get Danny Green on as a guest. Hi guys, I'm Ryan, and once again, with my good friend, Austin. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, my man. I appreciate it. Sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. So, uh, after last week, we did the um, jersey rating, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, so this week, we're back on schedule, and this week... We're introducing another one of our longtime friends. Please welcome Brian Fong. What's up, man? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, yeah, Austin, take it away. Oh, yeah. In, in Florida General's fashion, we'd like to introduce our guests properly. And we've done this for about, let's say, six episodes. So, Brian, how did you get into basketball? Who is your favorite uh... player? And what is your favorite team? The earliest instance I remember watching basketball on TV was 2009 Kobe Bryant. The one doing crazy fadeaways and stuff. It was so cool to watch on my small TV back back in the days. And him doing all those crazy shots, shooting over people, shooting around people. Anything Kobe did, I just loved watching him do that. And I started playing basketball in elementary school, just on the school yard when everyone else was doing it as well. So just kind of got in, like through repetition, I just started playing more and more. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brian's actually a nasty three-point shooter. Yo, chillax. (laughs) I swear my man is actually Kobe. Like, he watched too much Kobe, he turned into him. He's like Asian Kobe. (laughs) He's just Jeremy (laughs) Lin. And uh, favorite team and player? Team and player right now? Of course, gotta rep the hometown team Raptors. Other than that. Mm, not much else to be honest. Oh damn! Okay, so that's a first. <laughs> Just a Raps a, fan. Every, everyone had a, everyone else had a separate <laughs> team, but okay, that's that's fine. And uh, favorite guy, favorite player. Right now in the NBA. Uh, sure. Uh, we can do a current one and a past one as well. Hmm. A well, past one, obviously, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, to go with David. Facts, facts. Uh, hmm. Just thinking, dude. Joe Embiid. Oh, it's my boy, dude. Of course, the Seventy Sixer. Of course, the first day he started coming in the league. Like I, I was, I was on the Sixers thing before, uh, Embiid first debuted, and geez, <laughs> came out firing. Should have won Rookie of the Year. I'm just saying. I don't. Know, he should have won that. It was so BS. Who won that year? I, I don't. Brogdon. I, yeah, Brogdon won that year. Brogdon. I think the finals yeah. were Brogdon, oh, no. Sarich, and Embiid. Wait, Sarge is in that? I mean, he's not bad, but... Yeah, he the halfway into the year, but he, like, made an impact immediately. That's why he was in the okay. name for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. All right, those respects. Okay, so now that we know a little more about Brian, let's get into our fast break news. All right, first topic today, guys. Uh, Mayors Leonard was traded by the Miami Heat to the Oklahoma City Thunder with a 2027 second round pick for veteran forward Trevor Arizo. Another Prior pick. To transac- yep. <laughs> Prior to this transaction, Leonard had been suspended by the NBA for his use of an anti-Semitic slur on a Twitch stream. The Thunder have announced that Leonard will not be reporting to the team after the trade, probably meaning that they will waive him. 
So what do you guys think this means for the Heat and Thunder? Which I'm going to talk about locker room wise, like the energy and basketball wise. Austin, let's start with you. So you know, just talk about Mars Larry. It's a stupid thing to say, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we've seen that he's he's striving to learn from it and become better. And for like a dumb mistake like that, like of course you know that's inexcusable. You can't be just saying stuff like that. But it's not like he murdered someone. You know, if if he murdered someone and he he was learning from his mistakes, then of course he can't forgive that. But he said a slur and he understood what it means and now he's trying to learn about it. So as long as he learns from it and tries to grow from it, it's fine. Now, basketball-wise, now, he's not a a trash player. You know, I'll I'll say that. His career is looking pretty dim. He was already losing minutes on Miami. But let's say as a backup center or a third-man center, I feel like he could provide some some spacing to, to some teams. Maybe like Portland, we'll talk about later. Portland could use someone like Mars Leonard backing up Nurkic. So I don't think his career is done, but it is a it is a big hit to his value. Mm-hmm. I guess so, uh, Brian. Yeah, because he's a free agent now. That well, he's almost gonna be released soon, but he's about to be a free agent. So honestly, any team can pick him up that are contending that thinks they need a deeper bench depth. Like for example, maybe the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but, but I, for the Thunder, it's just another pick in the bag. Just yeah, way like more you than said, yeah, like yeah, you way said, more than uh, Boston has. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, OKC gets that the <laughs> the second round pick again, which is like something they've been collecting. I think for me, locker room wise, I personally did not like his apology because he kind of like went on to say like he didn't know what the word meant, but then like. Mm-hmm. Come on, if, you, if you're if you using it, you pretty much do know what it means, which I feel like is, he's just trying to avoid responsibility. So yeah, I wouldn't... I'll, play, I'll play devil's advocate here. I, you know, in a game like Call of Duty, and I'm, I'm not like excusing him or something, but I'm just explaining like what his side of the story could be. So, of course, I grew up playing games like Call of Duty, and you hear a whole lot of things if you play multiplayer, you know, like slurs, everything. Uh, maybe he grew up playing that, and all of a sudden, you know, he, it was in the heat of the moment when you get mad, like, oh, you little... You know, my, my vocabulary is, you know, F word or B word. That's, that's kind of where I go. Maybe he just was thinking of something and then boom, that came up. So maybe that's what his side of the story was trying to explain. But I'm not excusing him, but that's just what I think he's trying to say. Yeah, I see what you mean. When I play, like, like I, I'm a I'm a big card, card game. Like, I play card games online. So when that happens, I get mad. I probably say, like, the S word or something. But, like, I don't know. Saying a slur just kind of, it doesn't work for me. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I just, with all the, with everything happening right now in the world, I just don't feel like being a 29 year old vet, like, that just shouldn't be coming out mm-hmm. of your mouth. That is but true. I also feel and, like he did make an apology, though, you know? Like, I feel like some people just need to accept and move on. There was that, there was that football player that was Jewish that made a comment on uh, his, you know, his racial slur. And he, basically he said that people should just like i said accept it and move on because he he forgives them already even though he's already jewish yeah i uh, like different people right different people hold grudges different people look at hold standards so it makes sense that way i think but on the basketball side uh mayor's leonard's like averaging like 3.3 points uh he's injured for the rest of like he had like surgery or something 
I'm not seeing any team picking up, nor like in the future wow. either. I don't, he just doesn't make that big of a Got no hope in him, what? <laughs> not really. Some team could like, use a, a seven foot guy that can shoot. I mean, someone. I mean, Muscala has a has a contract, so I, I guess Mars Leonard could get one. <laughs> I mean, there's already there's already one Leonard in the league, and he's significantly better. So I'm not Damn. I'm not buying. It. I'm not True. buying it. I don't I don't see Myers Leonard making coming back into the league personally. No, I'll take the over on that, Ryan. I'll I'll bet money that he'll 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 get a contract. <laughs> All right, junior chicken. Junior chicken, dude. Let's do it. All right, you're on. Uh, second topic. Karis LeVert made his Pacers debut last Saturday, and I would say personally, he has been playing like his best self the last two games, scoring 17 and 19 points respectively. LeVert was traded to the Pacers as part of the blockbuster James Harden trade that featured four teams and. He underwent surgery to remove a mass on his left kidney. Although Indiana has been struggling recently, placing 10th right now in the Eastern Conference standings. How do you guys think Levert impacts the Pacers? And what do you predict of his future? Brian, let's start off with you this time. All right. So, honestly, I don't think he's good as good as Oladipo was in his All-Star year. I still think he's going to contribute, but he might be just a better, one of the better six-mans or bench players. I don't see him as... One of the superstar guys right now. Six man bench player. Whoa. I know. I'm just. I'm like so surprised. This guy was like a starter on the Nets before James Harden came in, and he was playing actually pretty well for them. Pretty damn well for them. Yeah, Brian got no mm-hmm. hope in him. Wow. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like <laughs> I don't know. Gonna give it some more time. See how he's gonna do now. You know. Because. As of right now, I don't think he's disappointing either. He's actually been pretty solid. Uh, uh, considering he also just came back from surgery as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to need him to be in some clutch scenarios. See if he can hold up to it like Oladipo did. Maybe. But Oladipo was older, was he not? Like He was older when he moved to the Pacers and like blossomed into a star there. Like 26? I don't even know how old Levert is. Oh, Levert is 26. Oh, they're both 26. Age. Yeah, Levert is just 20, turning his... 28. Oh, they're uh, around the same age. Turning 29 this year. Definitely. And he lost like two years ago, right? Yeah, 26. Oh, okay. All right. But I think Levert, as of right now, uh, with the Pacers like swimming in the 10th seed, he can like at least maintain that position. He's he's no Oladipo as of right now, for sure. But... Mm-hmm. I think in the near future he could be like, like the second coming of Paul George. You know, second coming. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking about this. So, I'm really, really high on Levert. And first of all, I, I don't know why Houston traded him. Uh, I yeah. feel like they picked up Old Depot. I think that was a dumb move. Very dumb because Levert has more value than Old Depot. So even if they wanted yeah. to flip him, <laughs> they could have got like two picks for him. So that's one thing. But for Indiana, first of all, I got to say, he looks amazing in a Pacers jersey. Like, he just looks great in a Pacers jersey. Um, but I really I really like Levert. I think that he could be Indiana's, like, number one guy, like, number one option when it comes down to playoff time. He's the one that's taking the shots. Because, listen, Brogdon, he's good, but he can't create his own shot. And neither can Sabonis. But someone like Levert, who's shown in Brooklyn that he can do that, I think that at his peak... Like, he can be what Oladipo was or even better. I could see all NBA teams for Levert. Yeah, I could, you know. Of course, Oladipo was an all-NBA player Mm -hmm. that one year. But I think Levert just has a lot more room to grow as a a number one guy. So, I think that he could be 
one of the best guys in the East. I think it's yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's worth mentioning that he has a mentor right now, also in TJ Warren. Yes, mm-hmm. he's not. TJ's not even back yet from injury, and once he comes back, he's the, the mm. two of them is gonna be like a scoring like explosive like I don't know something like a that. barrage. But yes, exactly. Uh, like the three the, the three pointers just come raining down. Uh, the the good the nice open looks. Like I feel like Indiana is gonna be a threat in the near future. Yeah, this year. Oh, hmm. maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. You don't think so? You know what? I might have a hot take, dude. I can see them making the conference finals. Okay, I ha I ha- I can see them making the the semis semis. Mm-hmm. Just so, just cause like <laughs> the the injuries might start piling up and stuff. But I Indiana's still my team, so I I have faith. Those are your boys, yeah. How do I have more faith in your team? What? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you had something? Yep. So, like, obviously, there's the eye test. You can see how good a player is sometimes. But then, going off by stats, field goal and three-point percentage, they're pretty similar for Chris and uh, Victor. But in terms of just scoring volume, the highest Chris Levert's gotten was, like, 18.7. Oladipo's easily hit 23 points per game before. So maybe in scoring volume, I don't – Chris is not there yet. I don't know. I feel like that's it's different roles though. Oladipo, when he scored all his points, he was the number one guy for a team. While Levert was kind of always behind someone. Like who? I mean, this year is different, but this year he just got to the starting lineup, so you know he, yeah, he has time to. He had to have time to you that. know adjust to it. Oladipo already had like a set role. Mm-hmm. He was getting thirty plus minutes a night every single night. The number one guy. And considering that Levert was traded midway through the season. Whereas Oladipo mm-hmm. started the year as the Pacers' number one option after trading. But there was a few times he was the number one option in Brooklyn. That was after uh, D'Angelo got traded, and both Kyrie and KD were out. Like, there was long stretches where Kyrie was out. Mm-hmm. And he had multiple chances to just beat a guy on the team. But you saw you uh, saw the flashes, though. You saw the flashes of him, just like, yeah, scoring upwards of 30 points a game. He can do it. He definitely can do it. But didn't he score 49 points one time? He, he went off one time. That's all I know. <laughs> there was one game I remember. Yeah, there's one game. I saw his card on 2K. I was like, damn, he must have had a really nice game. <laughs> it's 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 funny. I just want to point it out. Uh, Levert was actually drafted by the Pacers, I think, with the 20th oh, yeah. oh, really? pick. Uh, and he was traded year. to Brooklyn. But then he was tra- this season, he was traded back to Indiana, which I think was pretty funny. It's like that reunion was always meant to be. <laughs> No, right, he scored uh, 51 points last year. So, oof. yeah, he can definitely do it. <laughs> Caught fire. Caught fire, yeah, for sure. Uh, last topic for Fast Break News. Uh, Christian Wood made his return Wednesday in a loss against the Warriors, dropping 21 points and grabbing nine boards. In his 17-game absence, the Rockets have lost all 17, currently on an 18-game losing streak. Houston has fallen to 14th in the West with an 11 oh. and 28 record. Yep, <laughs> having also traded TJ Tucker to Ooh. the Bucks earlier this week. Hypothetical scenario now, you guys. If you are the president of the Rockets organization, what direction are you heading in? And name a move you think you would do. Uh, who wants to go first? Floor is open. Right, Austin, go ahead. Uh, I didn't have a trade in mind as an. I mean, there are, of course there's one trade. Of course, that's trading Oladipo to some team for a pick, but I just want to touch on, you know, some of the guys in that, or one guy on their team in in particular. That's Kevin Porter Jr. 
uh, he is he is really really good. You know, he, and he's I, he he's like a two K cheat code or something. That's what I'm saying. He's like, I don't know how this guy's doing it. I don't know how this guy's doing it. I swear, this guy was like six three when he came into the league, or so. like I thought he was super short. He's like six seven, and he is just cooking yeah. people. Yeah, he's like six seven, and you just seen it from the start when when he was with the Cavs. I almost was high on someone like uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I thought his floor would be like Jordan Clarkson, you know, if he came off the bench for that team behind Garland and Sexton. But now that he's traded, he kind of he gets the green light to shoot, and he is. He is shooting pretty bad. You know, percentages aren't the greatest, but he is still putting points on the board, and he's just cooking people. And with the right mindset, I think he can be an all-star type player. And I think you know Houston has a really good base with Kevin Porter Jr. and Kristen Wood, and even someone like John Wall could be a good mentor in the short term for someone like Kevin Porter Jr. So I, I kind of like what uh what Houston has been doing this season with some of their things. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. reminds me a lot of the Warriors, uh, Monte Ellis. Oh, that's a real one. He reminds me of that. Even though, even though Monte didn't really like shoot a lot of threes, he was more of a mid-range, like drive to the rim type of guy. Yeah, but that was the style of the game back then. Exactly, but Kevin Porter's more like a modern day Monte Ellis, Mm -hmm. if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and four inches too. Yeah, (laughs) I, I don't know. I feel like for me, if I were the president of the Rockets, I am looking to trade. All my like long term and big contract guys like John Wall, for example. I know it's going to be difficult to ship him off somewhere. You're not trading John Wall, man. What? You're not trading John Wall. That that's an impossible contract to trade. I know. I'm saying I would try to trade John Wall, okay, but I'm just sure. saying John Wall's contract. I don't want him spending the rest of his like what what's left of his prime here in Houston. You know, like I I'd rather, I'd rather ship like he's he's getting paid the supermax and everything. I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to sh- trying to get that rid out off my books, and like start preparing like the uh, the draft picks coming in like what Sam Presti's been doing with the Thunder, uh, I just maybe like Miami or I don't know the Clippers if they can, <laughs> but I'm just saying I would just try to ship off all my big contracts. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, I feel like I would just fully rebuild around Kevin Porter because you see how great he's been right now. And they honestly get a lot of assets and picks because if you look at the Houston roster, they're not deep at all. Like some of the players, I don't know. I've never seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> they're not producing that well either. So I feel like they should just rebuild like the sixes then trade away everyone, try to get as much picks as possible and just rebuild through the draft. I'm just saying Christian Wood and uh, Kevin Porter Jr., that's going to be a fun thing to look at, like mm-hmm. fun, fun jewel to watch in the future. Yeah, yeah that pick and roll is disgusting. I think, that's and that's one. That's one. Uh, wait, I just want to mention yeah, sure, sure. Kenyon Martin Jr. or KJ Martin. He he is insane. Like the things he's been doing in, in his limited minutes, it's just he's a really good rookie, and I can see him being part of their long term future as well. Well, I mean, like that goes for all rookies. If you're if you're showing potential early on, you're, you you got your roster spot locked in. I mean, he he blocked Boban. He he blocked Gobert. <laughs> He dunked on John Collins. I mean, he what is like, all right, all right. that's like five game sample size. He's doing that. Imagine they imagine against the Lakers, dude. He's gonna break LeBron's ankles and dunk on Anthony Davis. <laughs> Still losing four though, but it's all cool. All right, I think that covers for our fast break news this week. Uh, this week we are covering contenders and what they need. So Austin, 
we know that the trade deadline is coming next week, Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think it's March 25th for sure. But uh, you want to explain more more in depth on what that is? The trade deadline? Yeah. Oh, it's basically, it's it's the, so from the start of the season till now, even the off season, you have a period of time where you can trade players and make moves uh, that involve, you know, trading picks and players. And all that stops, um, I, it's Thursday on 3 p.m., where you're no lo- after that point you're no longer able to make trades until the off season, so a lot of teams right now are scrambling to find you know pieces they need and you're just trying to find trades to make to help the roster. So this week, uh, the three of us have provided a few a few scenarios for the contending the top teams in the league right now and what they can do to improve the rosters in order to make a finals run so Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to start uh we're all ready you know brian you're the guest so i'll I'll let you get the first team thank you thank you all right hear me out hear me out because you know obviously the nets signed blake griffin they already got an amazing starting lineup in terms of at least offense you know but what they need right now is what i think is bench depth because their bench Oh my, their bench. <laughs> I don't think they'll do well with their bench. It's looking kind of right thin. It's looking kind of thin, you know? Mm-hmm. But they honestly, like, they can have half their starting lineup on half the time, but they'll still need them to rest, as considering all the injuries some of the guys have been through. Like, mm-hmm. Griffin with all his past injuries, Durant and Kyrie the past year or two. You gotta, you gotta get a significant amount of rest for them. So, I picked out some players from non-contending teams that they could try to make a trade for. So I don't know if any of these would be too likely considering the amount of cap space they have. Okay. So for example, from the Pistons right now, DeLon Wright. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a great point guard off the bench. Miles Turner from the Pacers, since they're con- using Sabonis mostly right now. Mm-hmm. JJ Redick. A right. veteran off from the Pelicans. Or Josh Hart. He's kind of young right now. I think he's around 27 right now, so maybe the Pelicans would want to keep him, but who knows. And George Hill, he's definitely a guy who would come off the bench and be great for someone on a contending team, not the current Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, definitely. I can see why bench depth would be an issue. But here's the thing, Brian. With all the names that you listed, they would have to give up Spencer Dinwiddie, who unfortunately is out for the season. But the only way these guys would be able to come in was would be having to trade Dinwiddie. Yes, but then think of it. Think about this, because they do want to win the title now. Because most of the isn't Blake Griffin only on for this year. Oh well, he only signed for the remainder of this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say just make the move to win now. It's what the Lakers did last season to get all the pieces to get to work around LeBron and AD, and they made it work. They won the title. It's kind of snake of them to just trade uh, Dinwiddie like that, though. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I like the, I like the names that you mentioned, but I don't think because those are actually pretty big names. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it would, would be difficult. Like I said, yeah. yeah. So, like you said, uh, they do need bench depth. So, if I were Brooklyn, I would consider looking at the free agent market for this for this scenario, like. Maybe Isaiah Thomas can come in and be a scoring punch. That's just one of the examples. Uh, 
Jeremy Lin has ties with Brooklyn. Maybe that could work. You know, that Asian representation is coming back in, you know? Good. Yeah, no, man, I know. But I think the big key for Brooklyn is not not bench depth. Because in the playoffs, uh, usually your coach usually only runs like seven to eight people uh, as opposed to maybe like 10 or 11. Uh, Like seven or eight just seems like, like, seems more reasonable for a playoff run. I, I think they need rebounding because De- DeAndre Jordan is old. So I have the Nets trading Tyler Johnson and a 2027 second round pick for Hassan Whiteside. Mm, Whiteside's great. Yeah, Whiteside's a great rebounder, even though he's getting limited minutes. I think this trade will benefit the team in mm-hmm. terms of size and they'll get the rebounding they need. Most Yeah, most of Whiteside's downside are, is that he doesn't do much on offense. He's mostly well, there for blocks and mostly there for rebounds, which is perfect. Well, that's not a pro- yeah, that's not a problem for the mm-hmm. Nets since they have a lot of offense and not enough mm-hmm. of the, on the on the glass, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, any uh, any of your thoughts, Austin? Oh no, those a lot of the names that Brian named were names that I had on my list too, and I really do like mm-hmm. trying to force a trade from Miles Turner. You know, I don't know what Indiana is thinking trying to trade him so early into his prime, let's say. I just feel like they can still hold him for a bit more value. But if they are looking to trade him, then maybe they'll take Spencer Dinwiddie. I feel like if they already have their center spot locked down, then why not just pick up Dinwiddie off the bench? So if they can make that mm-hmm. work, then that the Nets would be easily the, the title favorites. Uh, Austin, you want to move on to the next team? Yeah, sure. So I'll move on to my uh, the next team here. I'll move on to Boston. So their lineup is Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice, and then three other guys that are, are key players. I'll say Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams III, and Peyton Pritchard. Now for this team, what I think that they need is wing slash forward depth. And that's what Boston has also been trying to do. They've been trying to force a trade for Harrison Barnes for a long time. So those are one of the guys that I have on my on my books to trade. Another guy is Wayne Ellington. You know, I don't think he qualifies as a forward all that much, but you could probably slide him there. He's a another... wing. It works, though. He's a wing? Okay, okay, that's good. Al Horford's another name. Also, I already mentioned him in a past Get podcast. <laughs> Get him back. Yeah, and now put him at center. It works out, yeah. It works out. And then two other guys that... Uh, no, one other guy I want to touch on just just to just to do it for fun. Isaiah Thomas, just bring him back to Boston. <laughs> you know, why not? And then Aaron Gordon, who is also another enticing trade mm-hmm. target to, to have on this team all right all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna counter on what you say for boston so in my uh while doing my research i did not focus primarily on teams that were under 600 mm-hmm. so, so oh, no. right now, oh. Boston, <laughs> i mean they're making the playoffs okay like they're, they're making the playoffs let's let's get that but they're, they're not they're not really contenders. Bro, you know, Ryan, you know? they're going to be contenders. Don't. Gonna be. That's gonna be. Come on. You, I don't think this, do I don't not think give that. me this BS, dude. <laughs> you you want to make a, a, a one of these for the Knicks? Did you have one for the Knicks, Ryan? No, I don't have for the Knicks. Okay. Cause I, like, like, I, don't I don't have any, I don't have any team under 600. All my teams mm-hmm. are... Screw uh, that. Six. Boston are contenders, man. And they need a wing <laughs> slash forward depth. contenders at an AC currently. Just shut right, up, well, man. I do have I do have some suggestions, although I didn't go in depth on why. Okay. So from 
So what I what I've been seeing, Boston's center just like the center game mm-hmm. just isn't really working. The center issue. Justin Thompson's not yeah. not Tom, not the Cleveland wing. He, he's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. I say uh even just even though Jeff T is not a point guard or like not a center, he's not exactly like like phenomenal at that I area. Feel like but Jeff Jeff Green, right? Jeff T. Jeff Green's like on a Brooklyn on Nets. Yeah, wait. Jeff T's the point guard. Right? Jeff T's the point. Yeah, I was thinking. I was. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just questioning him, but like, yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> Boston. Boston's like biggest guy is Taco Fall, who even though he's like the best center in the league, he's not exactly. <laughs> he's not exactly getting the PT, uh, for Brad Stevens to be able to incorporate him like effectively. Daniel Tice is their main big right now. I don't see that being able to work out against like Giannis or Embiid in the playoffs because he's just mm-hmm. gonna get destroyed down there. Uh, even though the contracts gonna be difficult, I think Andre Drummond would be one of the safest bets to to try and acquire. I think it'd be really difficult, but Andre Drummond would solve a lot of those issues. Same with um, let's say Rashawn Holmes. I would love to see him be moved there. The contracts can work out. Probably, maybe send Grant Williams, uh, Robert Williams, or something uh, for and a few firsts. But it does work. A few firsts. Uh, a few firsts. First. Oh, <laughs> up, up <laughs> first. All right. <laughs> but uh, I think Boston just needs a center. You know what? I'll counter mm. on this. I don't. I don't really see the hype in under German all that much. I feel like. I feel like Daniel Tice is probably better for the Celtics than Andre Drummond will be. I just don't think Andre Drummond has, he doesn't have defense. Don't think he does his rebound. And on offense, he's a black hole. I just feel like I am really high on Tyson. There are there have been some lineups where Boston has rolled out um, Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice. And it hasn't been all that bad. Of course, in the playoffs, it's different. But I feel like they do have some good synergy. But I would like to keep one of those two on the team. You know, I would still want to, I would like to get like a lower end center, if anything, to split minutes with either Tice or Thompson. Just because... I know, like, you know, in the playoffs, you can't play T- Tristan Thompson or Daniel Tice the entire game. You know, it's not going to work. If you have another guy that's reliable I, I, enough... I would trade Thompson. I would trade Thompson. Yeah, one of those guys, I would trade Thompson. Aaron Baines. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a good swap right there, you know? Canadian guy to Canadian team. Yes, uh, please. Uh, the, the Irishman to the, yeah, Aust- the Australian to the, I- to the Boston team. Yeah, but... I, I really do think that Tice is like he's a really good center. You know, the only reason yeah, why Toronto was solid. was pushing them to, to pushing to pushing Boston to seven was because of Daniel Tice's you know poor shooting. But now that this year he's shown a lot more comfortability in shooting the three ball, I feel like Boston like has a really really good chance. You know, with Tice hitting his shots and being a decent center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you have uh, a name in mind for a center? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only center I really have is Al Horford. You know, he's he's the one guy I really want to see there. He's a perfect he's a perfect guy for that team. Like, yeah, yeah, almost like he was there before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. Right? It's, like, it's like a past life or something, you know. Imagine him in the Celtics <laughs> yeah. uniform; it'd be insane. Oh. Imagine him and Isaiah Thomas in the Celtics uniform. <laughs> Jeez, he's throwback. Send uh, Gordon Hayward back too. Oh my God, Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward's been balling out in Charlotte. He's been balling out in Charlotte. I don't he has. Think he's he, he, he had a nasty he's dunk. He had a nasty so dunk. So people made fun of his contract or Jordan for signing Gordon to that big contract. But, you know, he came out guns blazing. Yeah. But I don't I don't think 
like clowning Jordan for for that contract was a like like anything like serious because uh we all thought I at least I thought that um Nicholas Batum signing was actually great but <laughs> we all saw how that turned out oh yeah it's true <laughs> I think so he could be an all star uh, that's that's what I thought but <laughs> uh, nah nah <laughs> all right moving on from. The Boston Celtics, which mm-hmm. I did not have on my list. So I'm going to move on to the Utah Jazz, who are Ooh, top of the West. Yes, who are still top of the West. I reckon they need perimeter defense, which is you have mm-hmm. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, not great defenders by any means. They're they're okay at their position, but what? like Mike, you want... Mike Conley, good and grind. Yeah, Mike Conley's a good defender, but he's only he's going to be destroyed by like a bigger guard. You know, like, he's yeah. only six one. You need a wing defender then, bro. You need a wing defender. Exactly. But it's perimeter defense. So what I have looking at is Jeremy Lamb for Derek Favors and a 2021 second round pick. Jeremy Lamb? Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb does Jeremy provide Lamb? more defense. Jeremy Lamb does provide slightly more. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. Slightly more. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. That's the name you got? Okay. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. I, was, I, I wanted to put like Gary Harris, but like the contract don't work out at all. Yeah, and mm. I, was, I was playing around with my my trade simulator. So Jeremy Lamb is the best option in order. Well, at least what I found for for like contracts in order to maintain like their key pieces. Sending mm. mm-hmm. up Derek, uh, Derek Favors, who it hasn't been that like effective for the Jazz this year. So I think that would work out. Plus, Jeremy Lamb does provide more uh more scoring for them, which does help. You know, you can never get. You know, right. like, looking at the roster, the small forward situation is uh, shaky at best. Yeah, and uh, that's so why Ingles placed the two. I mean, he just dropped thirty-two points, so you can't be sleeping on Joe Ingles. Yeah, no, 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 Joe Ingles <laughs> is great, <laughs> but the small forward situation. Mm, Jeremy Lamb can fill that hole, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeremy Lamb's a good name, but I also put the Jazz's need as a defensive wing because you know you seem to get cooked by a lot of the great forwards in the in the Western Conference, so. You know, I kind of went pretty deep for this one. I don't know if they're going to be that good, but I made, uh, I got two guys on my list, not big names at all. So I got Isaac Bonga as one of the guys. Bonga, he, he's a really good, good defender. Whoa. He's a really good defender. I, I really like him as a prospect, as a defender. And another guy is Josh Okoge, uh from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh, he's so solid. <laughs> both of these guys can be acquired, you know, second round pick, Mie Oni. You know, both of these guys can just get acquired like that. So I don't think it'd be, it'd be that much to give up for both of these guys. And I think that they could, impacts uh, on a defensive give some impact on a defensive end for Utah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alright. I just feel like Jeremy Lyon also provides that, that offensive firepower as well. They got enough know. scoring run. Boyan Bogdanovich, I, I, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, they have enough. I mean, uh, who's hit more half-court shots than game-winning half-court <laughs> shots, right? You know what? You're right. Jeremy, you know what? Perfect Jeremy, trade, man. Jeremy Lamb or the Utah Jazz, right? <laughs> you, you're right. Or, Game winning half yeah, exactly. That's I how agree, they're man. gonna win the finals this year. <laughs> That's how they're gonna win the finals this year. Jeremy Lamb. Ryan, any names? MVP. Mm, not really. I mostly saw Utah as a great team. I love Donovan Mitchell, I love his game, but I don't see them as a team with a definite superstar, you know what I mean? Ooh, yeah, look, looking like Shaq. Think about twenty eleven Mavericks. Like they had Dirk. Like he he's a guy you can count on to hit a shot when you need a shot when the offense has gone stale. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Utah has anyone that can do that. Like Mitchell is great, but I don't think he's quite there yet. 
Like I know, I know, it's, I'm sounding like Shaq right now, <laughs> but I feel like in the future he'd definitely be the one of the guys. But right now, I don't think he's quite there yet. Yeah, Austin doesn't really like Mitchell either. Well, you know what? Listen, all these butthurt Mitchell fans talking about Ben Simmons, dude. It's my turn to talk trash, okay? He's not that good. He's not better than Conley. Oh, God. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to talk oh about this. We spent 10 minutes with Varshan talking about this. this is, I, don't want to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. So, so no names, Brian. No names from Jeff. Uh, should we move on to the next highest contending team in the West? Well... Um, yeah, yes, go ahead. The LA Lakers. I actually have both the Sixers and the Lakers with around the same problems because they both have an amazing big man and they both have a big point guard. I think the, what they're both missing is a definite, a great shooting guard to complement both teams. What do you mean? Like it's uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> you got KCP. You're sleeping on them too? Like what's going Ooh, on? KCP. But there could be better. There are definitely shooting guards on some team that aren't making too big of an impact right now that could be on a contending team. That is true. So for fun, I put some superstars too because I really want to see the Rosen in a better situation. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So the, I have the Rosen down. Let's get Beal out. Beal's not going to work. They're not, they're not, not shooting Beal. Yeah. They're not shooting Beal. I just want Beal in a better place too. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere in Washington. Okay, all right. And right now, currently, Oladipo. Because of how far the Houston Rockets are falling, I feel like Oladipo would be great on either of the teams, too. Okay, so, Brian, I actually had Oladipo as my primary trade target. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you remove LeBron from the equation, with AD out, when you mm-hmm. remove LeBron out of the lineup, like, for rest, the Lakers' offense kind of falls apart because they don't really have that they don't have LeBron so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they need another consistent offensive option I and I decided that Victor Oladipo in exchange for KCP, Wesley Matthews Taylor Horton Tucker and a 2021 first round pick I think it's LA Oladipo's going to sign with them again like he's going to resign with, the, with them yeah, I think don't live in LA. exactly Oladipo <laughs> to the Lakers is, to me, one of the, the best moves. He's averaging, like, mm-hmm. 19 points, I think, right now. That's more than enough for a second option. Uh, and when LeBron's off, he can average maybe, like, 21, 22 as well. So I think it works. Of course, of course. It works. And uh, it easily puts the Lakers back in title content, like, easy title favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That, that's, that, that's a good trade. I actually agree with that whole definition, you know. For the Lakers, I couldn't really find a lot of guys, to be honest. I just threw in my... You know, my, my, my stunt, man. I just threw in George Hill. You know, he's like the perfect guy for any contender. I feel like the Lakers could get him for his cheap. I feel like George Hill's a good one. And Isaiah Thomas, you know, if, you know, the Lakers defense, when, when AD sits, is already trash. So if you just add Isaiah Thomas in there, it's not going to hurt your defense anymore. So I feel like... I don't know what you're talking about. Isaiah Thomas is a DPOI candidate. Hey, that's facts. That's why you got to have him on LA. You know, he could, he could provide that playmaking and scoring off the bench, you know, when LeBron sits. So I feel like yeah, it's not a bad target to to go after, and he's a free agent like, too. Brian, yeah, and like Brian said, he, um, like he, they need a better two, and uh, what what better option to add a shooting guard than Isaiah Thomas, right? Uh, at two, uh, five nine. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Have him guard Lonzo <laughs> Ball or something. Oh my! It, it works, man. Uh, 
he he says his hips are healthy, and I I believe it. So I say yeah, let him, but that, let him give him a chance, right? Yeah, remember we only, they only need him on the offensive end to be at the two. Defensively, you could still guard the shortest guy on the court, which mm-hmm. is usually the point guard. Ben Simmons could easily guard a two guard for the Sixers, or LeBron could easily guard a two guard for the Lakers too. I mean, Brian, Ben Simmons can defend anybody, so you know it. No, Ben Simmons can't defend Brian because oh, like, true. Yeah. too nasty. <laughs> true. <laughs> too nasty. Right. And uh, yeah. speaking of the Sixers, uh, you know how this offseason mm-hmm. Daryl Moore really helped them with like adding more three, like Seth Curry, Seth and, Curry, yeah, and Danny Green. Like these guys, like like three point threats, like they're mm-hmm. known to be them. But I still think they need more three-point shooting. Same. Yes. I, yes. Th- I think they Same still need with the because if Embiid, Embiid's still going to be double-teamed regardless, and he doesn't – if only Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry are on, it's it's going to be tough because it's not like uh, they can make it every time. So if you add another threat out there, right, it's mm-hmm. going to be – even more dangerous for Philly. So I have the Philadelphia 76ers trading Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poire, and a 2021 second round pick for Doug McDermott. Ooh, Doug McBuckets. Yes, Doug McBuckets. <laughs> I like that I, trade. I've seen, in, I've watched Doug McDermott be that three-point guy for Indiana for a while now. I think he would be the perfect option. Be a good bench player, yeah. Exactly. I think he would be the perfect option for another three-point threat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like so I'll name one of my guys. So I, I want to reunite J.J. Redick with the 76ers. Now, historically, you've seen Sixers. back on the Sixers, yeah. And a lot of these teams that went to the finals have, you know, one knockdown guy that you're really scared to, to leave open. You know, you've seen Duncan Robinson kind of almost carry the offense at some points for Miami in the play, their playoff yeah. run. Yeah, Ray J.J. Redick in the past, too, with Jimmy Butler. Uh, and even you know Clay Thompson, you know something like that. You know you it, it, Green for the Spurs. can't leave him open. True, Danny Green for the Spurs. Then I think twenty fourteen when they lost. Cal Corver for Cleveland. Wait, they won twenty fourteen. You mean twenty thirteen, right? Oh, it's twenty thirteen. Oh, it's twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the year he should have won Finals MVP if they won. He, honestly, Danny Green could have. <laughs> he should have. He was won. he was hitting like eight three pointers a game in that series. It was insane. No, no back in that era, like twenty thirteen, that's a crazy stat line. It was before Steph Curry came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Before he and broke feel... onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Redick, he fits this Sixers offense, what they want to do. Now, back when uh, Brett Brown was the coach, you know, he wasn't you know that great of a coach. And he was still making yeah, J.J. Redick look great off of screens. You know, the Embiid, J.J. Redick handoff, three-point. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best plays for them in the playoffs. And with this new offense, I feel like J.J. Redick can only build on that, you know, production he had back when he was on the Sixers. I, like, I think my yeah, only I like concern, that. yeah, my only concern would be JJ's falling a little off. Not completely. He's just falling a little off this season. I guess. I, I I think age is catching up to the guy, but like, if you're just shooting threes, like just running around screen shooting threes, I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be an issue because you're not like yeah. exactly like bumping into people. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, listen. Name, oh yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. I, I'm just going to quickly say another name I think that would benefit is a re, re reuniting with Kyle Corbett. Okay. Because this guy's mm-hmm. a free agent. He, he hasn't won a ring yet. Just maybe, maybe Corbett is right? significantly older than Reddick, though. Like, yeah. at least maybe by five years. 
But like it's a big difference. Corver still was really reliable last year. He was scoring six points in like limited minutes off the bench for Milwaukee. I think that that can that <laughs> that can be useful, right? But here's the I feel like Reddick can play thirty minutes while Corver can only play like a maximum of sixteen. Mm-hmm. Well, the sh- uh, shooting is still like still very important, so might as well just, maybe just yeah, get both. I, s- I still see <laughs> get both. Both, <laughs> <laughs> right? Damn. I still see Reddick as a better option between the two because the current Sixers coach is Doc Rivers, and if you watched him during the, his Boston days when he was coaching the Big Three, he would always have Ray Allen running off some crazy screens. If you always check the end of end of game plays when they need that three pointer, he always draws up a crazy play for Ray Allen to get open and always get that shot off. So he'll give JJ Reddick or whoever other three pointer to get three point shooter to get, and like a really easy open shot. Ryan, what'd you say, Ryan? <laughs> this guy's a Benson. <laughs> of course, of course. And listen, you can't fault JJ Redick that much for playing bad in, in New Orleans. You know, like a lot of these old guys in New Orleans, they just don't want to be there. You know, you see Bledsoe, he's been shooting like trash these past few games. Redick has just not been playing <laughs> at all. Like, no old guy wants to be in New Orleans, man. Get him to a new situation yeah, and they're, they're going to They're start in a playing. young situation right now with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball. They might trade a lot of young guys right now, getting to develop. Yeah, hey, exactly. Hey, if, yeah, if any of these three names, Doug McDermott, Cal Corver, or mm-hmm. JJ Reddick, makes it, I, but, I'm going to consider it a dub for I us. S- yeah, but I have uh, <laughs> at least two more names that I think either Sixers or Lakers can still get because right. obviously they both need a shooting guard. They don't need a small forward or a power forward because, like, Cal Kuzma and Tobias Harris. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there's Bojan Bogdanovic. The one from the Hawks that I think they could utilize. A Bogdan? It's a great, yeah, he's a great young player. One of the Bogdan. shooter, too. <laughs> Either one would work, but I don't think they would trade the one from Utah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Utah's so good right now. And Atlanta's yep. kind of been strong. Atlanta's kind of down there right now. <laughs> I mean, like, they're not that down there. They're fifth right now. Oh, true. Better than Boston? Well, okay, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, better than Boston. Yeah, better than Boston right okay, now. Boston's still contenders, though. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. And this guy it would definitely be one of the better trade packages. Evan Fournier from the Magic. He's a great a good shooter if you, ever, if you ever want to sit down and watch the Magic. <laughs> but <laughs> he's a good shooter that I think if, either if team watch, would be able to use magic, really well. If you watch the magic. Imagine watching the magic. Watch the magic. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. If you get if you trade Evan Fournier, you have to trade Danny Green, man. Uh, Danny Green's carrying that team right now. I don't, I don't think. True. Like, you cannot trade Danny Green. You cannot trade you Danny cannot Green. Trade he's Green. untouchable. I mean, uh, unless it's Lowry. Like I wouldn't, I Loki won't wouldn't mind seeing Lowry to Philly. Oh yeah, like, definitely, mind. definitely. I would love that though for him because Lowry easily gets mm. another chip in my mind, and I think after all his years in Toronto, uh, he deserves See, it. I don't think I would mind flipping Danny Green for Fournier because there's a five year difference between them. You'll get a lot younger. You could keep Evan Evan Fournier for a lot longer too. But but Danny Green's carrying Philly. Yeah, that's so you don't understand, Brian. There, he's carrying. Ben Simmons the team. was carrying Philly. Oh, that is true. That is actually not that he's better than he's better <laughs> than Danny both, Green. Both carrying Philly. Think about all the fries Philly's getting right now. The free fries from McDonald's. Uh, two. That's 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 facts. That's true, right? Not wrong about Danny Green. Uh, Hear that, Danny? We love you. All right. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> please, <laughs> Danny. Please. <laughs> 
All right, uh, I'm going to move on to the Suns. The mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns. All right, uh, they're, they've been a very pleasant surprise this season. I love seeing what Chris Paul is. I love seeing what Chris Paul is. And be surprised. But the problem for me right now is they don't. They need a backup big. I feel like <laughs> no, they need a big. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton sleeping on Ayton, dude. <laughs> what is this Ayton slander? Been, <laughs> he's been cutting it for me because he's a. I like Ayton and everything, but he's not exactly like that mm-hmm. guy right now. Nah. So I have Mason Plumley traded <laughs> for Jalen Smith, Ayton Moore, and a second round pick. Mason Plumlee has been Plumlee. he's been so good for the Pistons, like he's their starting center and everything. He's been so good for them. I feel like if you put him as a backup for DeAndre Ayton, uh, Phoenix can can go get to the conference finals easy. Yeah, mm. I think Plumlee would be one of the best. Back- I think on Denver he was one of the better backup bigs, and I'm glad that he's showing out in Detroit. He's just he's just Jokic light. It's it's, it's beautiful. But it's yeah. sad to see him in Detroit. So I would, I want to see him probably being moved to Phoenix. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, anyone in Detroit is sad. You know, let's just make that clear. <laughs> I mean, Josh Jackson's been having a nice year. That is true. That is true. And, and Devin Smith is. Kind of, yeah, he's kind of been reviving himself. So yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. Any any bad team, if you get the chance to just get minutes and show out, then you could just have a chance to revive your career. Like true. I mean, they signed LiAngelo Ball. They they signed LiAngelo Ball. That's all you need to know. Oh, they also they got him. Johnson like two years ago or something. That kind of pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of pissed me off. I saw Joe got just got cut, and then I don't know. Bruh. Wait, he was on the Rockets like twenty eighteen. Mm, I don't I don't remember that, but yeah, <laughs> back... he was off the he was on the Rockets. Yeah, Joe, right. Joe Johnson, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Back to the mm. Suns, though. I think Mason Plumlee would be. An ideal fit. Oh yeah, he was on Houston. I agree. I agree. You think okay, but do you think that he would? How much minutes do you think he'll split with Aiton? He doesn't even have to like split it with Aiton. Maybe like they can go big. Two. Right? At the four. Both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It could. It Wait, could work. Basically? It could uh... work. You got Flumi <laughs> throwing alley oops to, to Aiton. Look at, <laughs> at Miles Turner and Demontis Sabonis. They have made it work in the in the past. But. That, but... Turner can shoot threes. Both of them can shoot, and, yeah. And uh, I'm, sure Devin, shoot I'm sure Devin Booker will teach one of them to shoot the threes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it will work out. If if they had mm. to split minutes, maybe it'd be like, I don't know, 29 and... I, don't, I can't do math. 29 yeah, no math. 19? <laughs> yeah, I see that. I, I like, like that trade. Sons, I feel like the Suns should trade for Drummond. Because he's currently he's on the Cavs, right? Yeah, still there. Yeah. Yeah, but they're obviously gonna keep Jared Allen over him. Jared Allen's younger, more upside right now. Yeah, so I feel well, like the Suns should trade for Drummond as either well, be- for, yeah, as a bench help. Mm-hmm. They they lock down Drummond for until they can find him a part a trade partner. So it would make sense for the Suns to trade for him, Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't like Drummond. I already said this before. I'm gonna mention that. I think that the, I think Phoenix could use a, a backup guard. You know, I mean, it's Chris Paul, Devin Booker, but then who's off the bench? It's it's like Cameron Payne, Abdul Nader. Like you cannot be having that. So, <laughs> yeah, Abdul Nader is like one of their guards. 
So Isaiah Thomas, of course, you know, that's one of the names. George Hill. George Hill. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I have, uh, I have from the Pacers. Okay, right, we get it, dude. You like George Hill, all right? But I also have. Yeah, I actually yeah. You know, Chris Breezy. How can I say no to him? Uh, but also like Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday from the Pacers. There's been rumors Ooh, of Aaron Holiday getting yeah. traded. And I think they're looking for a first round pick, but I mean, come on, you know, they they can't be that stingy. <laughs> Two seconds, I think I think they'll do that. And if they have Aaron Holiday coming off the bench, that could be a really good, you know, let's say sixth, seventh man off the bench for them. So I think Aaron Holiday is a good, you know, trade partner for them. All right, all right. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, do you want to move on to the next thing, Austin? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll go to Denver. Uh, they count, right? Thank God, man. Thank God. Okay, so they have <laughs> Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic, Will the Thrill Barton, and Monte Morris. Oh, yeah. As their guy. You know, Will the Thrill, that's my boy. Yeah, and best, in the best dunk contest. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> he made up that nickname. I was like, that is such a bad nickname, but I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what they need is a wing okay. slash forward and defense. Of course, they need defense. Yeah. Um, so, you know what's crazy? None of these targets actually have any defense, but I just feel like they need, they just need a, a change of scenery for, for Will Barnes. Trade any of these guys with Will Barnes. Uh, Harrison Barnes. What do you say? They gotta see some mountains, you know? Yeah. They need some mountains. like, you need to have some kind of flash there. So I feel like Aaron Gordon's a good trade here. I mean, I mean just give, give some offense. Trade yeah, might as well just get Andre and, um, Zach Levine as well. Jay you know, yeah, you got, you got the whole, the, the, all four of them. <laughs> all four of them. All four of them, dude. <laughs> uh, Harrison Barnes, Aaron Gordon, and Rudy Gay. Just some names are throwing out. I'm not really Ubre. sure. I don't think Warriors are going to trade Ubre. I don't think. Okay, Warriors how about, about Rodney Hood? How about Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood's bad. He, he, he kind of, he's kind of bad. He's kind of just, he's kind of just Will Barton, you know. He's, he's kind of just Will Barton, pretty Barton. much. <laughs> all right, makes sense, makes sense. I mean, how tall is Rodney uh, Hood though? Like six seven, taller oh. than me, yeah. <laughs> no way, he's taller than you. Yeah, it's crazy. How tall are you? I'm like Taco Fall height. Oh, well, then you're taller than me. What you talking about, dude? <laughs> I got the Nuggets needing defense. I have Kyle Anderson for Jamichael Green and the second round pick. I think uh, Kyle Anderson has that defense kind of. He's he's slow, yeah, but like Kyle. You think you think but a second will do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe two seconds. I, I, I could get behind yeah. it. Kyle Anderson's not the flashiest name. Yeah, but, but he is important to the Grizzlies team. I don't think they would trade him with that easily. You know? Yeah, maybe two seconds, three seconds, five seconds, maybe. I feel like John Morant. <laughs> Kyle Anderson to the Nuggets, I think, would solve a lot of their defensive issues. Okay, no, no. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he's one of the better playoff guys you would want on your team. So yeah, I could see that. Okay. Anyone for you, Brian? No, I had the same. <laughs> I already listed out the names. I was thinking of. All right, all so right. Kyle gonna... Anderson's a very good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna move on to our next contender, the Bucks. These are my favorite to make it to the finals this year. I have no, I, I have, I'm predicting Milwaukee. So I think they need bench defense, considering they did just trade for PJ Tucker. But 
I don't know. Like the defense on the bench, you have Brian Forbes and um, Bobby Portis. They're not exactly defensive-minded guys. So I have Jakob Pertl to the Bucks. Ooh, okay, solid, solid. Exchange for Tory Craig and Pat Connington. That's it. Tory Craig, Pat. Yeah, that's it. Jakob Pertl is like he's he doesn't he ha- he doesn't really have a big offensive arsenal, so mm-hmm. I don't he's... see it. Definitely a bench player. I still think he's more I'm worth more than that, though. Come on, that's like that's like yeah, bombs. I'm still in the second round. Still First of all, one yeah, of the better the defensive round. centers. The okay, oh there you go. Oh, the perfect, perfect, perfect. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Pro's worth yeah a little bit more than that. He's one of the better defensive bigs in the league. But I like the way you're going with that trade. And I th- I would consider also maybe signing Isaiah Thomas or Jeremy Lin for Asian representation. But yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, bring in Brian, you know? Bucks might need Brian. <laughs> bring in Brian and Asvin, all their problems are so... I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Title winner. Okay. Right well, for the Bucks, I don't see an issue with their defense. Yeah, me neither. Because in the playoffs, you're going to play starting lineup significantly more than your bench players. Yes, your starting lineup people, you don't need rest. But you're going to be played a lot more. You're going to be played a consistent 30 to 35 minutes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They have Drew Holiday, super good. A super great defender. They have Yanis already. Chris Milton, they can defend too. Chris Milton has freaking long arms. <laughs> he's, got, he's got that shut down. I feel like they're missing a front court. They need a better center, 100%. That's what I think. Well, I mean, yeah, Caperto can feel that. <laughs> yes, but that's where Yanis needs spacing. You're going to need a center that can shoot. Chris Milton can teach him, you know? Oh my god! <laughs> no, Giannis, Giannis can teach him. Yeah. Of course, oh, true. You saw that? You saw that clutch <laughs> mid range the other day. That four for four in the All Star game. True. That's three oh, for three. Jeez. Oh, he, he's a god already. Giannis yeah. developed that jump shot already. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like they need to replace Brook Lopez. He's <laughs> not as mobile as some of the centers I put down on defense, and mm-hmm. definitely. Not as good as shooting. All right, Austin. Uh, I think I think Brook Lopez is just fine for them. You know, I mean, in, in I the think East, so I think in the East, I think it could the bigs you go against, other than Bam, which is probably their nightmare matchup. I mean, you're versing like Vucevic, Embiid, and then um, what are you doing with Lopez then? Perfect. But okay, but he's going against Embiid, he's going against Vucevic, even like Sabonis. Yeah, all post guys, post scores. So I don't think it hurts Mm. that bad. Um, It's only only when you get to the finals, it's going to be more of a. But you can just put Giannis on them, so it wouldn't really hurt them too much. What are you talking about, dude? They're going to face the Jazz in the finals, and he's going to be on Gobert. It's going to be perfect. Oh, facts, facts, facts. So what I was thinking that. Did he. What were you going to say? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I was thinking like they would need maybe maybe a two guard to to fill in. So they have Holiday, they have Chris Middleton. Middleton. No, Middleton's a three guard. He, he I think he's more no, of a three. That, no, he's listed as shooting guard. He, okay, but listen, my man's is like six eight. You know, he, he can slide down <laughs> to three. Uh, Giannis and Brooke Lopez. I feel like I mean they they start Divincenzo a lot. They play Divincenzo a lot of minutes, and I feel like you can upgrade on that. So I was thinking like Divincenzo, DJ Wilson, and. A few picks here. I don't know how much picks Toronto wants for Norman Powell. I feel like Norman Powell will just boost Ooh. that offense up a lot. DJ Wilson, DJ Wilson's gone, my guy. <laughs> he was sent in the PG Tucker. Show. Oh, 
My bad. Tory Craig. Give <laughs> <laughs> me some with Tory Craig and a few. You know, there's a lot of guys on on the locker that have money, so you can trade something. I didn't know that he was traded. That's actually my bad. But for Norman Powell, uh, listen, the playoffs. The Bucks like to play their guys like, like forty minutes. You know, and I think Budenholzer got the memo. Like, let's play Giannis the entire game, and they're gonna do that with a lot of their starters. And if you have Norman Powell starting for like forty plus minutes, then they're gonna be winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I like that trade. But once again, I, I I'm reluctant to leave Norm. Listen, Norm, man, Norm, I'm reluctant. You know, you know what? Me too. But I think we should we should move to a, a youth development side. You know, I think it's time to get some picks. Uh, Fade for Cade. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny too, because you're just trading Norm back to Milwaukee. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Over all over again. Moving on to the Clippers, like they need life. interior defense. Oh, 100%. They need I have, so, I have them down as a point guard or a front court type of people. They need hey, a lot of interior. Point guard too. I, I don't know. Zubash just ain't cutting it. Zubash just, you don't want Zubash defending against Gobert, Jokic. <laughs> okay. Or, or, I see Zubash as a solid backup center. That works. That works, but uh, not as a starting. So, interior defense. I once again I have to go with Andre Drummond. He can be yes, I have him down too. A big body in the paint, I think that works. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Dellavedova, because they still do need some playmaking for Marcus Morris Senior, Papev, Ivica mm-hmm. Zubac, and two second round picks. They sure. don't have any more first to trade. Oh. Sorry, that's, that's <laughs> reality. That's just the reality. They don't have right. any more second. They don't okay. have any more first. Okay, see, dude, just took it all. <laughs> I have down George Hill and Al Horford that are possible trades that you can get onto the Clippers because mm-hmm. I feel like they would make them a lot better. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I mean, LeBron finished, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, no, I, I, and, 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 <laughs> and Drummond, and Drummond. That was, that was about it. Okay, all right. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I didn't. I think I think Ibaka Zubox is totally fine. Yeah, I think I think Ibaka can, can guard a bulk of the centers, and if anything, Kevin Deli. <laughs> Mifundo Kamengeli <laughs> did him. You may want him played it. <laughs> no, I think they need a guard. Okay. And I think okay, that okay. yeah, the guys that they're they're looking to pay for are perfect. George Hill and Lonzo Ball are two guys that if they can get their hands on, then it would be perfect for them. Lonzo Ball has proven this year that he can shoot the ball very, very well and he does I mean this one concern was shooting the ball. I mean everyone knew he was he could do everything else. Defend, he could play make, he could rebound, he could pass. It was just a shooting. And now that his shooting is down, he's like the perfect point guard you would want. And I think him and George Hill are the perfect guys for the Clippers <laughs> to pick up. You know, you can't have Pat Bev, you know, handling the ball. You know, there's, there's only so much Pat Bev you can you can take. Exactly. Very true. The only concern is Lonzo will be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. When now? If they trade for him as when a restricted now? free agent... That means they have his bird rights, so he they can sign him back for more than any can, other team. They can sign him back, but like, uh, I I've heard like he wants to go to New York. Like they have mutual interest in each other, so I think that would be difficult for the Clippers to keep them, considering they have two max contracts already under their belt. I don't know, man. I don't think you're leaving LA to go to New York. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, LA already New York. <laughs> LA already did him thirty one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if they did sign Lonzo, that would be a huge backcourt if you think about it. Lonzo's like 6'7", Paul George 6'9", Kawhi's pretty tall too. 
Kawhi's hands are just enough, so. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be a very defensive minded team. All right. Moving on to another team. If you guys have one in mind, I have one more, but if you guys have a team. Uh, you know, I'll mention Miami Heat real quick. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler. They're young. The newly acquired Trevor Ariza. Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, Avery Bradley. What are you saying, Roy? Are you gonna say? Gonna... I think, yeah, I think Trevor Ariza is an amazing pickup, or like amazing asset for them. Yeah, I think even I think though, he fills the void that Jay Carter think, left. Even though he's way past that prime, I think he can still contribute. He, he's just that he just has that mentality, you know. Yeah, he has that experience, mm-hmm. playoff experience, everything. And I think that's perfect for them. But what I think that Miami needs, and they're also going for it, it's it's some forward depth. So. Three names that I, I put out, Aaron Gordon, Andre Drummond, and Al Horford. You know, Bam can play either to the four or the five. So I feel like if you get, you know, Aaron Gordon, you just have Bam at the five, Gordon at the four. That's not too bad. You know, if Trevor Reza isn't enough for you, and if you want to put Bam at the four, get Drummond, and I mean, that's fine. And, of course, my personal favorite, Al Horford, for any contender team. <laughs> I just think that any of those guys could work out for the Heat. But Trevor Reza on his own, it's probably like one of the best trades this year. Yep, I agree with that fact. Uh, a few a few episodes ago, I made a trade involving Al Horford to the Heat. If you remember, Austin, mm-hmm. I made yeah, I made that Al Horford. But I also want to point out, I think Demarcus Cousins signing to the Heat would be a great option. They do need that rebounding. Demarcus Cousins can provide that intensity and rebounding for them. You know, they could also use a guy like Myers Leonard, you know, get some shooting. <laughs> <laughs> he can't play with them no more, man. Now, you know what is crazy, though? I predicted this this Ariza trade to, to Miami. I, I had a second, and I had... I forgot what, what the player was, but it wasn't the guy that they traded. It wasn't Myers Leonard. I think it was... I think it was Iguodala in a second. A 2020... 2027? No, 2024 second. So I, I pretty much predicted this trade, you know? I, I'm just, you know, that good at, at looking into the future. Yeah, future, future. Uh, future GM. Future uh, GM. The Thunder were just like, I don't want Iguodala, you know? <laughs> I, don't I don't want, want Iguodala, dude. Uh, that's that's what the Thunder were thinking. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. I'm seeing something. Oh my God, I see Giannis in the Raptors jersey. Guys, Giannis is coming to the Raptors. It's confirmed. Yeah. I just saw it in my mind. <laughs> All right, that's happening. Yep. Brian, any one for the Heat? Uh, for the Heat, I feel like right now, as like, it was surprising to me last year that they made it all the way to the finals. So honestly, this year. Considering they haven't made any big moves, I don't think they have a lot of possibility to make a big move at the trade deadline. I'm not sure. All right. Okay, okay. And uh, I have one more team, if mm-hmm. that's fine. One more team. I have the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, same Same here, same here. They, outside of CJ and Dane, really, because CJ, I think he's just coming back. But, mm-hmm. like, you want to limit his minutes as well because of the injury. Uh, outside of Dame, who's having an MVP year, I think if I were to redo that episode with Greg, I would put Dame Lillard in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but, <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> think the Blazers still need another, like a guard, like another go-to guy, or at least a decent scoring option. Uh, I have Delon oh, Wright. I have Delon Wright uh, going to Portland for Zach Collins and a uh, second round pick. Delon Wright's actually averaging like ten or eleven points a game. That's not bad. That's okay. more than a lot of the other guys. But they have Gary Trent Jr. He's still young though. Well, he's scoring like twenty like I'll try points a game, but like in, in the minutes that CJ hasn't been in the team, yeah, like he's been, he's been scoring a lot and he's efficient too. I feel like 
Delon Wright can like he would uh, I don't know, be dude. more useful than Zach Collins. He would be more useful than Zach Collins. Okay, that's true. Now. That is true. Yeah. So I feel like if you give Delon Wright that opportunity to play for a contender in Portland, uh, he can play even better, and he will be reliable and efficient. Okay, that, that's that's a pretty decent trade. In my eyes, I think that Portland needs a backup five. You know, because when it comes to playoff times, you're gonna have Nurkic, but you you cannot you cannot play Enos Cancer in the playoffs. It's just it's a it, it's it's scary. It's very scary. Every coach has like a, a collective agreement to never play Enos Cancer in the playoffs. So I feel like some backup fives they could they could look for. Hassan Whiteside is is a name. He was already on the Blazers. He was pretty good for them too that one year. That's what got him that contract. I'm not a contract. He got a pretty bad contract, but that's what he got a lot of value from that year. And another guy, Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, get the reunion that back. Reunion? I love that. I love He's not that great anymore, but I want the reunion, of course. And Myers Leonard, you know, why not bring him in? You know, he's he can shoot, he can provide you know some rebounding off the bench. You don't need you don't need to play him that much minutes, but he can give some decent, you know, hopefully some decent minutes off the bench. And those are pretty much the guys I was looking for. Mason Plumlee is the guy that you mentioned. I think that could also help them. He's a really good passer and. I know that Portland likes to utilize Nurkic as kind of this playmaking hub, give it to him in the top of the key, and he makes plays. And, you know, Plumlee has shown that he can do that, so I think he'd be a really good fit for them as well. All right. Mm-hmm. What about Boogie? I mean, yeah, for mm-hmm. if you play Nurkic like 35, like 30 plus minutes, then yeah, Boogie, why not? You know, he's better than Myers Leonard, I would think. Mm-hmm. I feel like Boogie is super solid, but. In the sample size he gave us in Houston, I feel like he's definitely not as good as before. He only scored around nine points a game while he was playing in Houston when he had yeah. got the I start. I can't really blame him. He was coming off like three significant injuries, right? That is true. That is true. So, but I think Boogie's still a, a great option for guys who want to pick up another big in the market. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, any more teams? Uh, that's all the teams I have. That's all, yeah, all I got, too. You guys are sleeping on Boston. It's okay. Nah, Boston, <laughs> Boston wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> over 600, so I didn't choose to include him. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that wraps things up. Uh, Brian, uh, we've been doing this recently. You will perform the outro for us. So. Uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, so that's all I got. <laughs> 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 all right, Austin, go ahead. Uh, thank you guys for listening to episode nine of Floor Journals. We hope to see you next time. For my co-host Ryan and Brian, we thank you. See you guys later. Yeah, take Bye. care, guys.